0: What does the cleaning industry really talk about? Beyond Clean with Ace is a podcast to explore just that. Now in its sixth season, Beyond Clean with Ace has hosted hundreds of influencers from around the globe. Listen to people who are excited about providing healthy, positive, and proactive information. Share their experiences, passions, and helpful tips. Now let's join our host, Dave Thompson, Director for the Academy of Cleaning Excellence as he speaks with yet another leading influencer from our industry. Good afternoon, everyone out there in podcast land. Or, you know, I say that here on a Valentine's afternoon. Now, you know, as we're saying this, hmm, I don't know what you're in for today. If you're (laughs) one gender of the spouse, you might be in for one thing. If you're another gender, you're in for another thing. Um, That's not what we're talking about this afternoon. This is Beyond Clean With Ace. And while we don't always talk about cleaning, no, I am not here to talk about what's on your heartstrings today. You'll have to take care of that yourself. (laughs) So, um, yes, we're broadcasting out of Orlando, Florida, and I say podcast land because I have no idea where you're at today. But I can guarantee you that my guest today and I share the same weather (laughs) because she's in my area which is normally not the case katie katie usually the people i'm talking to the guest speakers are from all over the country and lately they've been from canada so you and i share the same weather today katie
1: and it is gorgeous david absolutely gorgeous
0: <laughs> well we are talking with dr katie Nall this afternoon and folks if you looked at the little bit of the preface uh, for the uh, show today my wife saw the, the the name for the show and she says, No, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't want to dissolve my waffles until they get into my mouth. <laughs> she is a waffles fan, Katie. And I told her I said, No, we're not talking about the ones that come out of the freezer that you put in the toaster. <laughs> Are we?
1: Oh, the waffles I dissolve, David, are the ones that we carry around with us all the time. Not in the freezer. The waffles are worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and the big one, stress.
0: Oh, yes. Katie, uh, before we get too deep into these waffles this afternoon, Mm -hmm. let's tell everybody who you are, what you do. And, you know, I found you uh, as a TED speaker.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, actually, I think since we've talked, David, I finished my second TEDx talk. Uh, So I did my first one in 2017, and I finished my second one in January of uh, 2022. And I I did my TEDx talks because I wanted to get my one great idea out there. Um, So my my name is Dr. Katie Knoll. The doctor comes from a PhD that I earned in all things mathematics education. And
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to laugh there, folks. But you know, you know, mathematics and me—if anybody knows me—that does not go together.
1: Oh, and I'm so sorry to hear that, because mathematics is such a stunning topic. Um, and we see it in art, and we see it in literature, and we see it in music, and we see it in architecture. It is We are surrounded by math every day, and I just think it's the way that we teach it that makes it so... Um, uh, fear base, actually. So many people are afraid of it. And um, and so that that's one of the things I wanted to do, David, is I was a late-in-life student. I was in my mid-50s when I decided to accomplish my number one goal that I'd set for myself when I was 18 years old, and that was I wanted to attain my PhD. Yeah. And I wanted I to get that done by the time I was 25 years old. But by the time I was 25, I had been married five years. That was not one of my goals. And I was pregnant with my <laughs> first child, not one of my goals. Uh, <laughs> and, You're accomplishing everything but your goals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I was working on my master's in statistics. And so I thought, okay, I'm, I'm headed towards my goal. I'm, I'm moving in that direction. But then we ended up having three kids in five years. And... Um, you know, things got delayed. And it was when my youngest child was 25 and I was working in a college. And I thought, oh, you know what? A college is someplace that can honor a PhD. And so um, I checked with everybody and they thought that was a good idea. So while I was working full time, I went back to school and earned my PhD in mathematics education in four years. And what I wanted to do, David, is I wanted to help all the students I saw while I was work at work at the college who said that they only had one class left before they could graduate. One, hmm. said, that's great. Let's get you registered and get you started. And that's when they would begin shaking or crying really? or their face would turn red because they would stutter out, it, 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 it's 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 math. I'm like, great, you saved the best for less. Let's get it going.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking in my head, Katie, I was thinking, Wait a minute, they went through all of this and they've got one left, what's so wrong? With, what's so hard about this? And he said, math. I oh, okay, now I get
1: it. Now you get it, now you get it. Now you understand why they were shaking and crying and turning red. And so I couldn't understand what the issue was. My dissertation I really wanted to research was about how to help these students overcome their fear and anxiety about math. And David, I searched the journals, I read the books, I looked through everything and you know what I found? Mm-mm. Nothing. There was nothing out there to help people overcome their fear and anxiety about how they felt about math. There was all of these uh, things they could do to study differently. There was uh, a mindset. There was everything else, but there was nothing to get them comfortable to even register for math. I couldn't even get them to register. (laughs)
0: I'm going to say I have to be right there along with them. I probably wouldn't have been where
1: talking about, You know what I'm talking about. So then I recognized my question of how do I help students overcome fear and anxiety about math as a word problem? And as you know, in word problems in mathematics, what you do is you extract only the parts you need. And the part that I needed was how do you help people overcome fear and anxiety? Now that led me on a totally different track. And I ended up in February of 2010, watching all 10 days of Nick Ortner's tapping Solution Summit. And I'd advise um, all your listeners to tune in because he does it every year and it's fabulous. They talked in there how to reduce fear and anxiety about uh, addiction, about relationships, about finances, about um, everything. Nobody said anything about math or test anxiety. <laughs> so, David, I had no idea if this was going to work or not. But I thought, I can't find anything else. So I bought the book, I bought the DVD, I taught myself. These students were desperate, and as you and I know, desperate clients are the best, right? Because they'll try <laughs> oh, Yeah, that's,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's That's ready-made audience there. Yeah.
1: There you go, there you go. So they'll try anything. So I said, look, you guys, I have no idea if this is going to work or not, but let's try it. So we tried the tapping piece, and if you'd like to, we can actually do it on air, which would be kind of fun. Um, and as we did it, um, they were able to calm down enough to register for the class. And then after a few weeks, they would come back and they'd say, I think I'm passing the class. And I would kind of be taken aback because I had no idea who was more surprised, them or me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was the student the teacher, the teacher the student?
1: Exactly, exactly. I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff might work. And at that point, I realized I had no idea what I was doing. So I thought I'd better better go back and get training. So I went back and I did level one, I did level two, I did level three, I did trauma training, I did quantum, which is very interesting, it's past life regression. And I do picture tapping for kind of big big picture issues. Um, And I actually, what I wanted to do, David, is once I found out about it, I wanted to train people in it because it's so unbelievably powerful. So I wanted to be a master trainer. And just in terms of comparison, when I was working full-time, it took me four years to complete my PhD in mathematics education. When I was working full-time, it took me eight years to become a master trainer in emotional freedom technique. But now I can train people. So I'm very excited about it.
0: You know, what's interesting, and there's a number of different things, if uh, you've listened to any of my podcast folks, um, you know, one of the things that I was told very early in my career is look at what everybody else is doing and do not do it. <laughs> the gentleman was very, very specific. And so, Dr. Katie, what you're telling me this afternoon is you looked at what everybody was doing and they weren't doing it, so you did it.
1: Yes, you're right. Absolutely right, David. I followed your advice.
0: <laughs> well, and, and this is what's so interesting about what we do here at the Academy. You know, I was told years ago, Dr. Katie, that you cannot make a living in the uh, um, cleaning industry by teaching really we' we're, we're, we're doers we do if, yeah. if you don't have if you don't teach somebody how to do it with hands-on then then there's nothing and and by all honesty a lot of the so-called training that most of the people in our industry get is because a manufacturer wants to sell their products so it's all Mm -hmm. This is how you do it to use this product. Mm -hmm. And so what we do here at the academy is what nobody else does. We provide professional Mm -hmm. development education to deal with the mind. And I hear what you're saying is because I get a lot of people that says, oh, well, I can't do that. And when you said testing anxiety,
1: Mm -hmm. I think
0: that's probably the number one thing in the first five minutes of most of my classes. Do we have a Mm -hmm. test? Because most of my uh, most of my students are adults, uh-huh. with a lot of life issues going on, uh-huh. and they haven't taken a test in who knows how long. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we have a way around making a test and fun and everything, and nobody uh-huh. has a problem with it. So I think that's a wonderful thing. Now, I don't know that. I'm ready to go back to school and get my PhD, though.
1: <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I really champion
0: the fact that at 50 with two, three kids, you said.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh
0: huh. And, 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 you know, folks, hey, I've got to tell you something. You know, you may not, she may not tell you about this, but I also read something else. Yeah, uh, you're not a good housekeeper, a worse cook, and <laughs> you've been married to the same guy for 48 years.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be forty nine this summer.
0: I have no idea why he hangs around. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just find this awesome here. You know, one of your things on uh, one of your pages, I found. Uh, my goodness,
1: what did you find?
0: Well, I'm I'm saying, I mean, you know, this guy has got to have. I mean, can you can you can you imagine three kids, a doctor. And forty nine years.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's um he's pretty amazing. He he's my rock. I'm I'm the one that uh, the wave will go up and go down, and he's he's my s- stable. He was actually my prince charming. Um, I had uh, I had actually left home uh, in during high school and was sleeping under the bushes for a while in Nebraska, and uh realized that I, I really wanted to have an education because when I looked around, I saw that people had different lives than me and they all seemed to have more education. So I was dedicated to finishing high school, but I didn't know how I was gonna do it, you know, under the bushes. And then a couple of friends, you know, let me sleep over a night or two with them and I realized that wasn't gonna work for a while. So I went to my high school guidance counselor and said, I need a place to live. And they put me in a foster home, which I'm forever grateful for. And so I was in a foster home for a while. And then my father, who I'd met when I was 14 years old for the first time, he lived in San Diego and I was in Nebraska. And he said, if you come out to San Diego, I'll pay for your college. And I was like, who wouldn't want to come to San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna pay for college. Yeah, right. So um, I went to my high school reunion. Uh, I'm a high school graduation on a Friday night. No, none of my family was there. And then on Saturday morning, I got on a plane and flew up to um, San Diego and um, was very excited because I thought for the first time in my life, David, I thought I was going to be cool because we moved around a lot. I went to 12 different schools in five different states. And I I was always the new kid. I was never the cool kid, right? Mm. So my dad had a beard and he had this little foreign sport, two-seater sports car and convertible sports car. And so I hopped in the car and away we went. And I had, of course, been writing him, so I knew he lived in San Diego. And when he drove me out of San Diego to a smaller town north of there, I realized we were going to a place he used to live in before he divorced his second wife, who was jailed because she had been charged with hiring a hitman to kill my dad. And he, um, so he drove me there and dropped me off there. Um, And looking back at it, I understand, you know, a 45-year-old man uh, doesn't want an 18-year-old girl you know, living in his uh, little apartment in san diego but at the time i didn't understand and I'm, i looked around this small town and i said so where's the college well the college is 20 miles further and i'm like oh okay so where's my car and you know S- southern california doesn't exist unless you have a car (laughs) right
0: Right? i I I think i think katie there's a lot of places that don't exist if you don't have a car
1: exactly and there's no public transportation there's no sidewalks there's nothing so you either have a car or you stay right where you are and um they said well the town the the college is 20 miles away and i said well okay well where's my car there's no car You know what, David? I knew that education was going to be the most, the thing that was going to get me to a better life. And so I hitchhiked 20 miles going there and 20 miles coming back. And half the time, the highway patrol would pick me up and they'd say, What are you doing out here? I'd show them (laughs) my stack of books and I'd say, I'm going to school, you know. Wow. And and then a neighbor lady invited me to a dance, and it turned out to be a naval officer dance. And I met this drop dead gorgeous guy um who asked me out on a date you know the the following weekend I said yeah that'd be great and I completely forgot about it because sometimes I do that and (laughs) so when he came to pick me up I was already asleep and so (laughs) they they told him I was you know uh, out for the night I was asleep and he's like what and then two weeks later I was at a different dance 30 miles away and this guy shows up and says he wants to have an apology. And I said, sure. What do I'm apologizing for? Well, it was the same guy that I didn't recognize because I'm a doofus. I guess (laughs) I don't recognize people. And so when he explained everything, I said, Oh yeah, boy, I really meant, I was looking forward to our date. And he's like, well, you want to try this again? I said, yeah, I'll try and stay awake. so (laughs) (laughs) So, um, he was, uh, we had a date and it went well. And he said he heard my story and that I was hitchhiking back and forth. And he said, I'm going out to sea. And instead of storing my car, how about if you just use my car until I come back? And I looked at him and I thought, nobody has ever been that nice or generous to me in my entire life. Right. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I flipped out and, um, Then for the next two years, he kept asking me to marry him. And I was like, you don't understand, I'm not getting married. I got this list of goals I'm going to accomplish. You know, I've got these list of goals. And then he came back one day and he said, you know what? If we get married, the Navy will pay us an extra $155 a month. And I turned around and looked at him. I said, you never told me that. So (laughs) I married for money. But David, I told him, I said, look, here's the deal. We only stay married as long as you're getting paid. So once you get out of the Navy, we're going to get a divorce. And you know what he said? Okay. And so for the last 47 years, I've been trying to divorce this guy, and it's just not working out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you go to sleep on him again? Golly, folks, you know what? This is what's so much fun about a podcast is you just <laughs> never know what you're going to be talking about. You yeah, know, there are so many parallels in your story, Katie, that I could just, I mean, we could have a whole other conversation. I can guarantee it's not on what we originally thought about talking today. Because, you know, the first thing I got to tell you is I live some of my past life in Nebraska, too.
1: Really? What part? Yeah,
0: the sand hills.
1: Okay, I was over in uh, Garing and Scott's Bluff. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh well, I've been in Scott's Bluff because uh-huh. I had family that lived in Scott's Bluff. Oh my gosh,
1: is that something matter
0: matter of fact, my one of my stepbrothers was a welder at the Oscar Meyer plant in Scott's Bluff.
1: Oscar Myers
0: got a plant that's Oh, my God. Well, hey, this has been back in the 60s. So I don't okay. know about now.
1: Okay, okay. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh well, yeah, there's a
0: number of things I could talk about, uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, education and how important education is. And my dad always said, you know, you got to get a sheepskin, you got to get to college. And I yeah. said, after the first year, this ain't working. <laughs> and what do I do today? I teach. <laughs> yeah so just like you hey i didn't get through and everything and, and all and and uh interestingly enough your story about being out there i wanted to run track and wrestle whenever i was in high school or uh yeah ju- well i guess it was junior high is what we called it back then
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and uh we lived 14 miles from town in mm-hmm. a little town in sedgwick colorado out in the northeast corner of colorado and yeah dad worked on a feedlot and he said you know what if you want to do that that's fine but you're going to have to get yourself back and forth and so i rode a bicycle back and forth every oh day oh
1: my gosh good for you, good you know, so
0: i mean you know these are our stories of of what we do what we've went through and the passion that we have for goals uh, mm-hmm. and while you had a, a list of goals, mine kept changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask a question here. Yeah. After you've achieved all of that and it took so long to get to your <laughs> goals, what could possibly be on Dr. Katie's goal list now?
1: Oh my gosh. I have so many things on my goal list now. So the number one thing on my goal list right now is to be able to dance at each one of my granddaughter's weddings. So we have five granddaughters and the youngest one is one year old. Oh so, my okay. goodness. That means for the next 30 years, I've got to not only stay alive, but <laughs> stay healthy enough to be able to dance, right? Um, on my own. So um, so that's like my biggest goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, now yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a goal. Well, I've got a question I usually ask at the end and I'm gonna save that. So I don't wanna okay. get too far into that subject okay. there. Um, You know i think what's interesting you know i've tried out for a tedx talk and i'm thinking about doing it again and i want to get into that but you know being a speaker is is stress and and the reason i bring this up folks is if you've listened to any of our podcast here recently this year uh we are holding pep talks 2022 in april and we have speakers from all over the country and as the organizer of the event, I've been challenged with working with speakers and getting them on. And in the cleaning industry, we are a group of doers. We we do things. We don't talk a lot. And so finding people and putting together a speaking is different than selling. Uh-huh,
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh-huh.
0: And they're stressed.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, I actually have something we can do about that. Would you like to go through a a sample tapping exercise?
0: Uh Uh-oh. Hey, (laughs) folks, I got put on the spot. I felt myself getting it sliding into that one. I can't say no live on the air. You got me, didn't you? Oh, wait
1: a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I lost you. I think I lost you. I'm still here. Hang on. I'm still here. Uh, I don't know how to get you back. Oh,
0: I'm hang still on, here. Hang on,
1: hang on. Hang on. No, I want to be in the live room. Oh, there I'm you. still here. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um I think yeah, this is part of our technical issues. So we got it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, All right, I'm, we're still we're still here listening to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good, oh, good, good, good. Um, so, yeah, let's do a uh, let's do a stress reduction exercise, shall we?
0: I got myself into this one, I think, folks. Yeah,
1: yeah, you did. <laughs> um, but I'm not the one stressed out here. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Well, we'll just just do it for your audience. How about
0: that? Uh, well, what the heck? I'm, I'm game.
1: Here's the thing: it's Valentine's Day. Some of you in the audience may have. One, forgotten to get a gift for your Valentine. Two, have a gift but no Valentine. Or three, have no gift but no Valentine. So there may be all kinds of reasons for stress. So let's work with that, shall we? Okay, go for it. Okay, that sounds good. I'm gonna. Let me teach you um, an easy one that I do. I I teach this in my math classes, actually, Um, but it's a, a breathing exercise. So, well, let's do that first before we do the tapping. And it's what I call square breathing. So it's basically you inhale to the count of four, hold your breath to the count of four, exhale through your nose, through, or through your mouth, through the count of four, and then hold for the count of four. So if you uh, can kind of envision a square there. So let's, let's try it. First of all, before you try it, think about where you're holding stress in your body. Do you have a headache? Is your neck or your shoulders tightened? Do you, is your throat uh, tightened up? Is your chest, your heart? Maybe your stomach, your torso, your back. Um, I have a a client who had stress in their little toe, and another one in their elbow. So think about where you have your stress. (laughs) Isn't that funny?
0: Now, now folks, you know you're you're live on a podcast, so if you hear a lot of huffing and puffing and breathing (laughs) here, I think I'm not sure if this is what you tuned in for, but here we go.
1: So um, think about especially on
0: Valentine's Day.
1: There you go. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) All
1: right. Think about where you have your stress and then inhale to the count of four. Hold to the count of four. And then exhale through your mouth. Hold to the count of four. And then just think about where that stress is now and how does it feel now? Now, that's something you can do, especially like before you're getting ready to speak. That's a great thing to do to kind of calm your nerves. And I have it on good, um, good from good people that it turns out breathing is a really great idea to do all day long. So you can do that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of like breathing. I have COPD, yeah, I kind of yeah. like breathing. Oh gosh, there you, go.
1: there you go. So now let's talk about tapping a little bit. Um, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you where it is you're going to actually tap on your body and then we're gonna add words uh, after we do that. Is that all right? Sure. Okay, so on your hand between your wrist and your little finger, tap on the side of your hand there with using the four fingers of your other hand. So I'm using the four fingers of my right hand to tap on the meaty part of my left hand between my wrist and my little finger. Now, you can use either hand. It doesn't really matter. And when we add words, David, we're going to repeat a sentence three times right there. And then the next space we're going to tap is you can use your right hand or your left hand or both hands and tap right on the top of your head on the crown of your head and tap right there. So I'm tapping right along with you guys too. And then the next spot is above your nose right on the edge of your eyebrow. And again, you can use your right side, your left side or both, it doesn't matter. And then the next spot we're going to tap is between the side of your eye and your hairline. And again, that's the right side, left side, or both sides, doesn't matter. And then the next spot is where I keep all my bags for a quick getaway, and that's under your eyes. So uh, tap right there. (laughs) And then we have under your nose, above your lips, we're gonna tap right there. And then we're going to have under your lips, above your chin, tap there. And then either spread your hand out or use both hands to tap right on uh, below your collarbone. Tap right there. And then the last spot is about four inches under your arm. Give your ribs a good slapping right there. And again, it can be the right side, the left side, or both, it doesn't matter. So those are all the spots that we're going to tap. So um, David, would you pretend to be somebody who um, is nervous about speaking and I'll ask you questions as if you were? Okay. Um, So the first thing that happens with tapping is everything we say has got to be true for you. So if I ask you to repeat something and you go, you know what, that's not really the way I would say it, or I'd use different words, or that's not really true for me, will you restate it in your own words? Okay. Okay. So if you were going to give a speech, when you think about it, what emotion would come up?
0: If I'm going to give a speech, I want to be truthful.
1: Okay. What negative emotion would come up that would might make you nervous about speaking?
0: When somebody else is on their phone.
1: Ah, okay. And how does that make you feel?
0: That they're not paying attention to what I've spent so much time on.
1: Okay. And when they're not paying attention to something you've spent so much time on, what emotion do you feel? Let me tell you some emotions you could feel. Anger, frustration, uh, uh, yeah, mad. Um, uh, Let's see, what else? What else could you feel? How would that make you feel? Disrespected.
0: Yeah, that was my number
1: one. Disrespected? Yes. Okay, disrespected. Okay, and when you think about the feeling of disrespected from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, where do you feel that in your body?
0: Across my shoulders.
1: Across your shoulder, that's very commonplace. And from zero to 10, thinking about somebody who gets on their phone while you're speaking and you've spent so much time working on this, you feel disrespected. With zero being asked, no big deal. They probably aren't going to get anything out of it anyway. And 10 is the most disrespected you've ever felt. What number would that be? Six. That's six. Okay. So um, we're going to take all this. Oh, last question. Um, is this a true statement? Right here, right now, I feel safe. Pardon me? Is this a true statement? Right here, right now, I feel safe. Sure. Okay. Now, for those of you in the listening audience, if you don't feel safe right now, or if uh, there are other things that you can say, remember, it just has to be true. So you can restate it as right here, right now, someday I hope to feel safe, or you can say right here, right now, I accept the way I feel, or you can say right here, right now. At some point, I hope to accept the way I feel. Just make sure it's true for you. Okay, you ready to start, David? Okay. (laughs) So uh, with four fingers of one hand, we'll tap on the side of the other hand between the wrist and the and the little finger and repeat after me and say, even though, even though when I think about all the work I put into making a talk,
0: when I think about all the work that i put into this talk.
1: And I see somebody in the audience.
0: And I see you in the audience.
1: Yeah, pulling out your phone while I'm speaking.
0: Pulling out your phone while I'm speaking and looking at it
1: and not me. And not me. And I feel so disrespected.
0: I feel really disrespected.
1: Right here, right now, I feel safe.
0: Right here, right now,
1: I'm safe and we're gonna repeat versions of that twice. So, even though... Even though... Giving this talk that I spent so much time... Giving this talk I've spent so much time... I'm feeling all this disrespect across my shoulders.
0: And feeling all this disrespect across my shoulders...
1: When I see you pull out your phone... When I see
0: you pull out your phone...
1: And look at that instead of me...
0: And look at that instead of me...
1: Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway.
0: Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Even though? Even though?
1: I can feel it in my shoulders.
0: I can feel it in my shoulders?
1: All that disrespect.
0: All that disrespect?
1: When you pull out your phone.
0: When you pull out that phone?
1: And look at that instead of me. And look at that instead of me? After all that time I spent getting ready for this talk.
0: After all that time I spent getting ready for this talk.
1: And right here, right now, I feel safe anyway.
0: And right here, right now, I feel safe.
1: And the top of your head, I want you to tap and say, this disrespect across my shoulders.
0: This disrespect across my shoulders?
1: On the edge of your eyebrow, this disrespect across my shoulders.
0: This disrespect across my shoulders?
1: Right of your eye between your eye and your hairline, this disrespect across my shoulders?
0: This disrespect across my shoulders?
1: Under the eye, this disrespect across my shoulders.
0: This disrespect across my
1: shoulders? Under the nose, this disrespect across my shoulders.
0: This disrespect across my shoulders.
1: Under the lips, this disrespect across my shoulders.
0: This disrespect across my shoulders.
1: On your collarbone, this disrespect across my shoulders.
0: This disrespect across my shoulders.
1: Four inches under your arms, thumping on your ribs. This disrespect across my shoulders.
0: This disrespect across my shoulders.
1: Blow all your air out. <sighs> And if um, we do that for an hour, and yeah, that's fun?
0: Oh,
1: and I'm it, glad there's
0: nobody sitting around me watching me right now.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. So it's something that you do ahead of time, right, to get rid of all of that. And that's what I do with the math students. And that's what I do with my clients. Now, um, across the board, I work with a lot of different people on a lot of different issues. I work with salespeople, um, afraid to make cold calls. I work with, um, uh, peach people that have to take exams that are petrified and know the material, but can't, can't when they get in and they look at the paper or the computer and their mind goes blank. Um, in fact, I have a story about that. If you'd like to hear a quick story, I had, um, high school student who was taking the national exam the scholastic aptitude test or the sat and she'd taken it once and it had done very well in fact her scores could definitely get her into the college of her choice she wanted to get scholarships though and wanted to work on increasing her scores so she um signed up registered for take it a second time studied every day night and day just she wanted to really increase her scores But what happened is she took it the second time and her scores went down, which was devastating for her. Still again, Mm -hmm. she knew she could improve. So she registered and paid for it a third time and then life got busy. She completely forgot about it until the week before the exam and she freaked out. Her mom hired me. We did tapping for one hour on Monday, one hour on Wednesday and one hour on Friday. And when she took the SAT for the third time, her scores were raised by 90 points. Now that's a significant jump. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was, she would tell you it was due to the tapping.
0: Um. You know, I I was, I saw something the other day about meditation and I've not been one that that subscribes. And, you know, I think that's just kind of something that uh, from learning we all kind of look outside our comfort zone, uh, some more than others and some just once in a while, whatever. But I, I think that's what you're talking about here is finding something, whether that was for her the tapping and for what you've done is, is that um, to take your focus away from what the anxiety is.
1: Actually, it's a little more than that. They've done 40 years of studies, clinical studies um, on, the, on the effects of tapping around the world and they found there's actually physical reactions. Um, The cortisol level actually is lowered, Uh, the adrenal. uh, Dr. Sully, who who really defined the word stress, um, said that your adrenals, your cortisol, and your thyroids are all affected, uh, whether it's positive stress or negative stress. And he um, identified physical uh, reactions. And you're right, meditation can adjust those but to get the kind of results that you get with tapping you have to be in meditation for hours
0: no Um, i would no the reason i was saying that is it's all relative to uh, a mind and physical thing is putting yourself in a different place uh is acupuncture
1: in that same physical category of what you're talking about here actually yes uh acupuncture is um, and acupressure are both derivatives of something called qigong, which I'm an instructor of. Um, and it, has to, it is definitely a mind-body um, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. Now, the difference is acup- acupuncture really focuses uh, a lot on physical. They do deal with some emotions, mm-hmm. whereas tapping is all emotions and how do you feel about things and changing those emotions, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting that we've got to this part of it. This. this is not where I thought our conversation was gonna go, by the <laughs> way, folks. Um, I, I can't say that in all the years of doing things that I've ever done something on the air with you like that, but hey, uh, you know, it's beyond clean. You never know what we're gonna be doing. Um, but you know what's interesting is, my wife has uh, degenerative bone disease in her back. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it has got vertebrae that are fused together. And a couple of years ago, they put an electrical stimulator in her back and she has a remote control for it. It doesn't remove the pain, but it blocks the electrical pulses from the pain to the brain. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting as we've went through this journey together with her, uh, how much I've learned about these kind of things. And, Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about is our bodies are very much more complex than what we would like to think they are, but yet we're glad they are. And, Mm -hmm. and this is what you're doing today is you're dealing with this in, in our three words here at the show is healthy, positive, and proactive. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, this is a very healthy way to de-stress before you, whatever it is, you know, whatever you're getting ready to do. And we're talking this afternoon folks about speaking. Um, do do people that speak on a stage have to go through these kind of things routinely, or is this once they've done it, they it's okay for them the next time, or is this just old hat? You've been through it a couple times now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great question, David. And as it turns out, the clinical studies have shown that emotional freedom technique, um, when used properly, will eliminate um the stress uh once and for all and i've worked with a number of speakers who've had different issues from cold calls to you know even professional speakers get cold feet from time to time you know especially Mm -hmm. if they have a challenging situation or something and um yeah and and the studies have shown and my you know this is the hardest part about my business david (laughs) is that people get feel so better so quickly that they don't come back because they're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got this. <laughs> I, I, I,
0: got, I got it. I know what to do the next time. Don't need yeah, you no more.
1: Exactly. Which I love because it is something that is non-addictive, non-invasive and self, you know, self influenced You can do it yourself. And I love that. I mean, if you think about uh, almost every one of my friends are on a lot of medications. I mean, a lot of medications. And mm-hmm. and if we can help people help themselves, what a difference we can make, right? You,
0: you know, that's that, that's uh, interesting. You say it that way because uh, yesterday I was at our office here at the at our RV park where I reside. And the lady said, you know what? Every time you come in here, you just bring smile and joy to the office. I've never seen you in the five years where you weren't happy and everything. I said, life's too short for that. Yeah. Um, But it takes us sometimes in our age to work through. I said, you know, if you'd have seen me 10 years ago, you would not have said those words to me. But, (laughs) you know, and I think that's the thing. You know, in my life today, I've learned to de-stress, de Decomplicate, but I'm working just as much. I'm doing all kinds of things. I should be much more stressed out than I am, but it's what I've always believed: mind over matter. Whatever mm-hmm. matters to the mind matters to you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: That's right. Interesting conversation this afternoon. <laughs> I have to say, you know what, folks? If you've if you've got a Valentine, I, I like what you said. If you've got a valentine and you don't have a gift, if you got a gift and don't have a valentine, <laughs> I was thinking about, as you said, that I'm thinking, okay, so if you're stressed and you're ready to pop that question tonight, you know, Dr. Katie just told us how to get rid of some of that stress before you pop that question. Because i got to tell you guys, you never really know how the answer to that question is going to come out.
1: Yeah, and if you're like my poor husband, I said no for two years.
0: <laughs> and she's still trying to say no after all.
1: <laughs> and you know what the hardest part is, David? You know what his profession is now? Uh-oh. He's the, he's a divorce attorney.
0: No, so, I knew to see something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So do you what do you think the chances are of me of going up against that? Uh, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey. if you've you've got the grandkids and you've got all of this and everything, uh, you know, give up on that goal. That ain't happening.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And, well, and, you know, he's almost trained, so I I gotta go with
0: it. You know, I've only got 28 years in with this second wife, and she says, you know, the one thing she said, you know, she did, and she jokes about it from time to time. You know, I was 18 years with the first one, and she said, at least I got you half trained. I didn't have as far to go. <laughs> I said, tell me when I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, golly, gee folks, I mean, you know, hey, this has went on and I've, I, you know, I, I've enjoyed our time this afternoon. Um, yeah, sorry that you had all of the, the technical issues and we had a little glitch there in the middle. Okay. Uh, but folks, we, we are sponsored by Jim Supply. They've been providing cleaning supplies for, well, since 1930. Mm. Um, we're very happy to be sponsored by them. They give us the ability to do this show and to have great speakers on our podcast like this. Um, what, what would be something that we would want to leave our listeners with here that might want to say, I need more from Katie and her information?
1: oh um so are you asking for contact information is that what you? Well,
0: yeah that goes that but okay. i mean they also okay. if they haven't got enough this afternoon okay. what's that one thing we need to leave them with
1: okay i think this ties in with uh gem and with uh beyond clean and that is um to know that this too shall pass you know if if you're having a lovely moment and uh, your life is perfect enjoy it just enjoy it and revel in it and don't worry about the future and don't regret the past. Just love it. And if you're having a a tough time, know that this will pass. And, you know, that's what cleaning stuff is for. up Eventually. Um, Uh, Yeah, we we take
0: care of it right today. But it always comes back in our business. We like dirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So yeah, one of the phrases I live by David is this too shall pass. And it, it has served me well. Um, yeah. And they can contact me. Uh, they can, uh, email me at hello at, Dr. That's H-E-L-L-O at drnall.com. That's H uh, E L L O at dot they Uh, then call me. I'd love to hear from uh, the audience. Um, my phone number is seven, seven, two, 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 six, zero, one, six, seven. Uh, let me know, uh, what your interests are and how I might be able to help you. My website, I've got it bit of play on words. My last name is Nall, N-A-L-L, followed by the word edge, edgec com, knowledgecompany.com, um, and uh, they can find out about all our offerings.
0: There's two questions I always ask of every guest on their first show. <clears throat> Where were you born?
1: Pittsburgh, Kansas.
0: Pittsburgh, Kansas. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb on this one, because I think I've already kind of gotten just an idea. But <laughs> what is on your personal buckets list for this year? Oh. Not this, that's this year and your personal bucket, not business. Oh. We already know about the granddaughters, and but that's <laughs> not this year, Katie. I'm not. She's only one. So we got a ways to wait.
1: Uh, so my personal bucket the year this is is um my sister and lives in oklahoma and she and i have been trying to get together for three years right i mean since before the p- pandemic we've been trying to get together and she just called today and is making arrangements to come visit me two different times this year i guess to start to make up so my one of my per- bucket lists this year is to spend time with my sister um and i'm very excited about that and the next Thing on my bucket list is in December I turned 70 and my husband better have an amazing birthday party for me. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> folks, we may come back in January of 23 and find out that DeVosch lawyer <laughs> had another situation he's got to deal with.
1: <laughs> this poor guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know which, I, yeah, I, sorry folks, I mean, you know, I hear at the end of the show and I usually have all kinds of r- wise words and I'm like, Boy, I just don't know where to go on this one. So you know what I'm going to do, folks, is I'm going to say thank you, Dr. Katie, for making an enjoyable afternoon here on Valentine's. Uh, Hopefully uh, your conversation, folks, won't be like we're talking about, (laughs) okay, this afternoon, I'll leave that alone. Um, You can find us at www.academyofcleaning.com. Remember, uh, Pet Talks. 2022 is scheduled for April the 12th. We're going to be running that from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. We've got around 20 speakers from around the world that are scheduled to talk. Give their 15 minutes on the live stage. Uh, It is a live streaming event, so you can stay at home where you're safe and comfy. Um, There's two ways to register. It's free for the open uh, seat just to listen. If you want a little bit more than that, like recordings, sessions, a swag bag of items from the speakers, you want the all-access Rockstar Pass. Those two things there are available at www.peptalk2022.com. We are all over Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those places. You'll see everything from the Academy and Pep Talk. Dr. Katie, it's been a wonderful pleasure having you on, and i I I can't say I've laughed quite as much at my own self.
1: (laughs) David, it's just a surreal treat. Thank you so much. Folks, whatever
0: you do from now, the reason I ask the questions of my guest speakers is because you know what? It's not where you started. It's not where you're going to end up, wherever that is. It's the journey that you're on in between. And my suggestion is keep that healthy, positive and proactive. Until we talk again, Thanks, Dr. Katie, for being on the show. Thank you.